sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 39 of the Betting Edge podcast. Welcome back to the show. My name is Ryan May at Mayday Sports if you want to find me on Twitter. And I am joined, as always, by the prognosticator of the point spread, Samir Mergy at Mergy Moneyline if you want to find him on Twitter. And we are here to make you some money on the Betting Edge podcast. Mergy, how have we been doing making some money this last little bit? We've been doing pretty well. I mean, last few streams, not so well, but overall, we've been killing it. Uh, the last few picks we gave out on the podcast did well. Uh, we were talking about what English teams were going to win, and and they got the job done. I think we we they kind did. of predicted that spot on. Uh, Harry Kane got the goal, so like we've been we've been good at giving out picks recently. Just the past few streams have been a little bit all over the place. That being said, we did predict the NBA Finals game pretty well. Uh, game one finished. Yeah. We we had Nuggets to cover the spread. Not only that, the bets we did miss just missed by like one point or like one three pointer. It, it was very close. We had a lot of bets on the game, so I'm satisfied. I'm happy with how we're doing. I think we can do better, and I think we will do better, but I'm definitely satisfied with how we're doing. Agreed. We were in a purple patch of form for a little while there. Now we're like trending back to the middle ground, but that means that another spike is coming sooner yeah. rather than later, uh, and we're going to get it going today. There are lots of things to talk about. Uh, lots of places we can take these bets that we're going to try and give out today. But the most, I think for us as soccer fans, footy fans, the most pressing thing right now is the La Liga relegation race. <laughs> six six teams going into the final day of the season can go down. Have you ever seen anything like that? It's actually insane. Um, I, I, I personally don't remember the last time I've seen something like this where six teams are involved. Not only that, six teams that are like kind of known in the La Liga land, right? Uh, if I look at the standings yep. right now, Valencia's in that list, Celta Vigo, Espanyol, like Elche. These are all teams that have been around the, the league, either in the first division or in and out of the first division for the past like decade that I've paid attention to La Liga. And it's interesting seeing these big names in there and a couple of them, like Espanol and Elche are confirmed out. Um, like they're, they're gone already. They're, they're done. pretty much gone already. So it's, it's interesting to see how the, how the leagues change so much. And that's what I love about European soccer. Uh, I love the fact that these lower teams in lower divisions can make their way to the higher divisions. Um, I kind of want to see eventually that happen in North American sports. Once uh, more, some of the sports are more developed Maybe baseball is one that it could happen in. Uh, maybe football is one that it could happen in. I feel like it would make things more interesting. Um, but owners hate losing money. It's either so. that. It's either that or we end up with forty plus team leagues. Like those yeah. are basically the two options, and we'll see which one <laughs> which one happens. Honestly, I'm, yeah, the I'm way not, things I'm are confident that it's going to be forty team leagues. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that <laughs> on the way things are going right now, I can, it kind of seems like it's going to be forty teams. Yeah. Uh, so, um, all right, let's break this down. Let's look a little bit deeper into this and see if we can look at the games they're playing, these teams, uh, to see who we think uh, are going to avoid the drop. Uh, 
there is only one of these positions, relegation positions, that is in question. Espanol, Espanol and Elche already going down. The current last place team is Real Valladolid. They have 39 points. Celta Vigo are on 40. Almeria is on 40. Valencia is on 41. Getafe is on 41. And Cadiz is on 41. That is how tight it is. There's literally not even three points. It's two points. It's not even goal difference that separates potentially a winner versus a loser in this situation. Uh, Valencia is the team, obviously, that stands out. They, uh, If they finish lower than 13th, which they are primed to do, it'll be their lowest position since 1988. Uh, this is not... Th- therefore... Historical historical uh, things come into play here, and Valencia are the least likely of this six to go down, despite being right smack dab in the middle of it. Uh, let's look at the matchups that they're playing in, Mergy. What do you think, Who of these teams, who do you think is the most likely to, the most likely to stay up? I'm not going to lie, the odds might disagree with me but out of these teams uh that we mentioned well obviously like i think valencia is staying up and i think uh cat is staying up um but other than those two outside of those two and getafe outside of those three i guess and i'm looking at almeria celta vigo and valladolid kind of try all trying to avoid that one relegation spot the odds might disagree with me but i feel like it's gonna be either celta vigo or almeria and hear me out. The reasoning is because of their matchups on the final day, which is on Sunday. Um, what date is that? June 3rd. June 4th. Yes. June oh 4th. My gosh. June 4th. Yeah, yeah, June yeah. 4th. So uh, the, their matchups on the final matchups of the season, uh, Celta Vigo's playing Barcelona, the winners of the league. Uh, Celta Vigo is at home, though. They only lost one nothing away to Barcelona when they met earlier this season. So they have a chance to, like, get a result there, but are you really backing them against the champions on the day that the champions are probably going to be, you know, celebrating and crowned champions? I don't know. That's a tough one. Not only that, I look at Almeria here, and they're traveling to Espanyol. Espanyol's last game in the Tier 1 in front of their home fans of the season might spark a little bit of a spark in the players there, right? They if could. They, they could pull out a draw. If they pull out a draw, that's good for... um for Almeria at the end of the day, because they are tied with Celta Vigo at 40 points. But the big swing game I'm looking at is Valladolid's game. Yeah. Their game, they're playing Getafe, who's not a good team. They're at home. They can avoid relegation. I feel like Valladolid's winning that game. And then it really just depends on what happens in the Celta Vigo. Valladolid win that game, there is a chance that condemns Getafe to relegation. Oh my gosh, I didn't even consider that. They're only at because, 41 2. Because they because then if Valencia, Almeria, and Celta Vigo all win, as well as Valladolid, <laughs> oh. then Getafe are relegated. That is spicy. That's the, this is why this is why it's so good. Like there are so many the permute we could spend like literally infinite hours uh <laughs> talking about the permutations here because it helped because one of these two, because the fact that two of these six teams play each other makes this all like way, way harder to uh, predict and project. So, and and, and in, the best part of it all, 
if you like yeah, look at ahead. the odds of the game, the best part of it all, um, bookies agree with the, exactly what we were just saying. Uh, they have Celta Vigo plus 155 to win against Barcelona, who's plus 145. So they're expecting a tight game there. If you look at the Getafe Valladolid game, Valladolid's favored plus 120, but it's still plus odds. And then if you look at Espanyol Almeria, Espanyol plus 175, Almeria plus 135. So the bookies are pretty much telling us that it's going to be almost impossible to predict what's happening between these these teams. It's it's going to be an amazing weekend in Spanish in Spanish football, uh, nonetheless. Okay. So let me give you the odds to be relegated: Valladolid minus one thirty eight, Celta Vigo plus two hundred, Almeria plus five hundred, Getafe plus twelve hundred, Valencia plus thirty three hundred, Cadiz also plus thirty three hundred. Where would you be placing money uh, if you were a betting man? I'm asking you if you were a betting man. As a betting man, <laughs> where are you placing your money, Oracle I've, of the over-under? I've got to go. I've got to do a tease on Celta Vigo and Almeria. I've got to do both. Um, I think Getafe at plus 1,200 is just because if they end up tied, you can see, you see Getafe is ahead of all these teams. Um, so if Almeria, Celta Vigo, just one of them kind of get a draw, uh, or even if, yeah, if both of them get a draw, Valladolid could just surpass them by winning the game. Um, and I think Valladolid has the easiest game, um, quote unquote easiest, just based off circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, an easy game by any means, especially for a team in 18th, 18th place. But then again, uh, this team in 18th place has 11 wins on the season. Right, that that's better than that's better than every team above them, pretty much, or equal to <laughs> to all, all the teams above them until thirteenth spot or twelfth spot on the table. So, like, they can get wins. Um, um let me check exactly yeah. when the last time they beat this team was. They're playing Getafe, and what was the the score earlier this season? One moment. They have they were one nothing. They beat Getafe one nothing in in like away from home. Earlier this Away season. from home. Away from home. Now they're if at they home, think. final game of the season to stay in tier one. If they win, they're most likely in. So I, I think that they have to Celtics, win. Exactly. Looking at their goal difference, they have to. They are negative 30. They have yeah. to win. You know what's funny? I, I think in um, La Liga, I mean, it still doesn't make a difference because these guys didn't score enough goals. Um, but I think it's goals forward in La Liga. Really? Before goal okay. difference. Because if you look, Getafe and Valencia are tied at 41 points. Getafe has a way worse goal differential, but they're ahead. They're at 14th. So I think it's goals forward, or it might be head-to-head, but I think it's goals forward. It, I, you might be right. It looks like it's goal, it looks like it's goal scored. Honestly, it, like it almost... Uh, no, it's not, because in the situation with Rayo Vallecano and Sevilla, also both tied on oh. 49... It's not that isn't how it's laid out. It looks like it's got to be goal difference, no? It should be, but then why are these teams like Getafe's ahead of Valencia? Then same with uh, Almeria's ahead of Celta Vigo. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm unsure. I'm unsure. Uh, I'm unsure what the actual tiebreaker is there. It can't be wins either, because if you look, Valencia has more wins than Getafe, and Getafe's at. It might be head to head. It might just be head-to-head head head. goal differential between the two clubs. Yeah. Quick Google search says that's what the answer is. There you go. Fair enough. So 
So uh, this Valladolid team, um, yeah, they need goals. As you mentioned, their goal difference sucks. Yeah. They probably have a bad goal difference against most of the teams in the league if they're sitting at minus 30 on the year. Definitely. Um, so, Definitely. so, yeah, <laughs> must-win game for the club. And I think they could do it. I actually think plus 120 for them to win their game is a play. It's kind of crazy. Agreed. And I think I just Celta Vigo play Barca, right? I think they're just in the worst situation overall <laughs> and the most likely to go down. In yeah. my opinion, like that's my money would be on Celta Vigo. Yeah. Uh, again, we aren't the biggest Italian football experts, but we're yeah. using the betting, not using betting knowledge and knowledge of the game and knowledge of relegation situations. You can play a hand that is very, very well thought out here. I, th- yeah. I think that's like pretty comfortable. Well, we were uh, spot on just based off of odds last week. I know English football we is a little different because we follow we it more, but we were spot on with odds. And the same reasoning goes for all these relegation battles. It's tops football in the world. And, and we mentioned it last week, like these players just get reinvigorated in moments like this. Storylines make a huge difference in this sport. Okay, so let's go through quickly the games, just the lines, and then we'll move on to the next thing. Uh, Valladolid, Getafe draw plus 230 oh, win plus spicy. 120 plus 240 if you think Getafe will win so honestly Valladolid is the big favorite in this game well yeah. not big favorite decent favorite uh we have Espanol Almeria Espanol are plus 157 to win Almeria plus 137 Draw plus 280. Elche and Kadi. Kadi are plus one six. They're actually both, either team is plus 162 to win this game. Uh, 240 on a draw. And Celta Vigo, honestly, not a huge far, not plus 155 to for Celta Vigo to win, plus 150 for Barca. So maybe, maybe Barcelona are going to be resting no they won't be resting anybody i i there's nothing for them to play for i don't yeah. know they're, they're just expecting the same reasoning we have where it's like the team they're going uh self to be go backs against the wall they're going to give everything they have versus a team that's probably been partying and drinking all week <laughs> right like right. realistically that, that's true. what the odds are telling us that's true okay so we are based on our our predictions here we're saying Valladolid win at plus 120. We're saying Barcelona win at plus 150. Yeah, or even a draw, but like you probably go Barca here. You probably lean towards I think, them. I think you go for a Barca, a celebratory yeah. Barcelona 2 0 cause yep, end, end life situation. Yeah. Uh, Elche Cadiz. <sighs> I don't have a pl- I don't have a lean in this one one way or another. Yeah, I don't think it really Elche, matters too much. It it doesn't matter that much anyways. Um I do want to mention though on the other side of the table there is like one little battle going on and it's the battle for your Europa Conference League. Um Osasuna, Osasuna sitting at 50 <laughs> points, Athletic Club sitting at 50 oh. points. Wow. Girona sitting at 49 and then Rio sitting at 49. There is a world in which Girona takes overtakes both these teams and grabs the spot because so could Mallorca. Giro- yeah, exactly. Because it's Girona versus Asasuna. Um, and then 
or Sevilla. Bilbao, they're playing Real Madrid. Oh my gosh, Sevilla's at 49 too. Bro, look, this is a mess. The middle of this table is like <laughs> everybody, everybody could make that spot. That's everybody ridiculous. from Mallorca. So everyone from everyone from se- <laughs> this is bizarre. Everyone from <laughs> seven through till twelve can make Europe, and then thirteen down can be relegated. <laughs> what the fuck? What a league! <laughs> that's what that's a league, epic, man. That's that is epic. epic. Like the people who live in Spain are are having a good time watching this soccer. That's I didn't even realize that when I was bringing it up. I'm like, oh, there's just a few teams. It's like, no, oh, bro, literally a whole other can of worms, man. It's <laughs> a whole other thing. Um, what I do see is Girona and Asasuna are playing each other. So I feel like the winner of that game takes the spot. And the odds for that game right now is Osasuna is at home, so they're favored plus 110 on the money line. It's plus 240 for a draw. And then Girona, plus 230 on the money line. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'll lean towards Osasuna just because of everything they've done in the league so far. That being said, Real Madrid don't really have anything to play for either. And Atleti can pass them, though. Yeah. Athletic could could pass with the win over Real Madrid, um, but they would need Osasuna to drop some points because the tiebreaker right now seems like Osasuna is ahead. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I just wanted to point that out. Look, I can't even I can't even begin. We can't go through every game in the La Liga table base because that's what this basically is turned into. It looks like every single team is involved in one way or another in a potential decision-making game Fantastic. on the last game of the season. So uh, that's, that's, that's basically it for La Liga. Uh, yeah. And that's uh, no, we have a whole other league to look at. So yeah, we still got to look at Serie A. There is a relegation battle. There is still a battle for Europa League. Juventus can sneak in on the last day. Yeah. Uh, Atalanta or Roma could fall out and into the into the conference league, but that's where the plays end in the middle of the table. There's only three teams involved there. So relegation battle. The it's between two teams, Spezia and Verona. One of them is going down. One of them is staying up. Do you want to tell me uh, what you think is going to go down? So Spezia is playing Roma. And the issue with that is Roma needs a result. Yeah. Not just a they result. Do. They kind of need a win. They uh, need a win. Juventus is only one point behind them. Juventus is head-to-head with them, I'm assuming. Juventus goes on top. I can check, check, double-check that in a second. But, like, Juventus have been really good this season, especially the second half of the season. The reason they sit where they are is because of their points deduction, right? If yes. it wasn't for the points deduction, they'd be second second place. Um. But I take back what I said. The last time Juventus and Roma played, it was one nothing for Roma. And then earlier in the season, it was 1-1. So Roma actually holds the advantage over Juventus if they're tied. They hold the tiebreaker, which is a very interesting prospect. Um, so we look at the final game. As I was saying, Spezia has to play Roma. Roma's at home. Roma did not win the Europa League final. So now they really need this win to guarantee... Europa League next season. Um, I heard rumors they're trying to get Lukaku. Those rumors came out today. And if they want to be able to get Lukaku, they have to get at least Europa League. He's not going to the Europa Conference League. He'll join a team that's in the Europa League, maybe Atalanta 
um, if he's going to leave Inter. I know he wants to stay in, in, in Italy. So, yeah, I think Roma wins that game. And the odds kind of reflect it too. We got Roma minus 105 to win the game. I feel like it'll be a, a, a grinded out game, a one nothing, 2 nothing kind of game. Um, and then that'll kind of leave Spezia uh, at risk of being relegated. And then on the other hand, things... Verona has a very hard game too, right? They're traveling to yeah. Milan. They're playing AC Milan. Um, but AC Milan don't really have anything to play for. And Verona are a historic Serie A club. And the odds are reflecting that on this game, right? Um, AC Milan only at minus 140 to win it all. I mean, to win that game. So those odds are a little sketchy. Look, that being said, it's AC Milan's last home game of the season. And... They have a chance to pass Inter in the table, yeah. which which would be a win means for them. something. That is that fundamentally means something to Inter and AC Milan fans to see your team on top of the other team in the table. Inter yeah. have to focus on a little something called the Champions League final. So will they be going full out? Probably not. Do Milan see a chance to grab a yes, win and actually above do? Do AC Milan see a chance to grab that win and do have something to play for? I, I actually I, think they do have something to play for. Honestly. I do think, yeah, actually, you know what? That's a very good point. I didn't consider the Champions League final for Inter. Fuck, I don't yeah. know how they made it to the Champions League final, but like, <laughs> I guess their bracket made sense. It happens, um, man. Uh, I'm looking at the odds Saturday. Uh, so that that's the big swing game. All yes. of these games that we were talking about are on Sunday, but Inter's game, is on Saturday, I think, because they want to give them extra rest. For extra the rest for the final. final. That's fair. And so if you're listening to this podcast, pay attention to Inter's results. They are currently underdogs in their game on Saturday. They're going to rest everyone. They're going to rest everybody. Yeah. And so they're plus 170 to win. Torino's plus 155 to win. If somehow, some way, Inter Milan lose, that, uh, like, lose for sure that game. I mean, win? Sorry, I'm so... If somehow, some way, Inter Milan win that game, yes, then bet against Milan on the final day because I'd assume that's when there's nothing to play for, and the, the Verona players are gonna really want to stay in Syria and get a result. If Inter end up losing or tying that game, you potentially bet on AC Milan just to stick it to them. At the very least, maybe they'll they'll finish worse in the table if they're tied on points, but. At least they'll be tied on points. And I know that means a lot for the rivalry that goes on between Inter and AC. It's like Inter beat them both times in the regular season, but AC still managed to to tie them in points. It's like they can't really talk shit to each other. The only thing they do have is they beat them in the CL. Um, but that's fine. It happens. One team had to get by. I Okay, so that's that's relegation. Let's have a look at the middle of the table. Um, oh no! This is where it's a little bit interesting. Juventus, a historic and also slightly suspect at times club, uh, that have done interesting things in yeah. throughout their history. <laughs> is is there a chance that interesting things are potentially already on the horizon? For this uh, this weekend, Mergy, do you think they're going to make the Europa League? Oh, I, I kind of have a pretty good feeling they are going to. Honestly, like, I hope 
that the league kind of makes a statement and everything works against them so that they don't it's make got it. It's got to, bro. It has to. But then on the other side of things, you have, you make a great point where, like, morally, I hope that's what happens. But you make a great point that, like, fuck, they're inevitables in this league. Like, they they probably could. Just I don't want to say it. Gotta, but they could just two results you got to have. Yeah. <laughs> they could pay off a certain ref. They could pay off a certain somebody. Um, and sneak their way into that Europa League position. Um, we were talking about, like, at least I was predicting that Roma would probably win against Spezia, but fuck, coming off a penalty shootout loss, you never know. <laughs> what if they get a tie and then Juventus slaps Udinese like by like three nothing, and then Frog leaps Roma in the table? Um, that would be sad for Jose Mourinho's men after how close they were to getting the title <laughs> this year, but. I wouldn't be surprised. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> like, I see a situation in which Roma defeated, deflated Roma come in. Spezia need the win to stay up. Spezia <laughs> grabbed the 1-0, the sneaky 1-0. Yeah. And Juve just got to beat Udinese. Easy. Easy. Easy That's so there. true. That being said, the Juventus game, Juventus are minus 110 on the money line. Take it. Yeah, because they're not going to leave. Yeah, they're not going to leave it um, in other people. I mean, they're going to leave it in other people's hands. They're not going to fail themselves. They're going to win their game and then leave it up to everyone else to hopefully sneak their way into Europe. Atalanta are not in good form right now. Roma are not in good form right now. Roma, they're winless in their last five. I think in their last 10 games overall, they've only had two wins and both of those were in Europa League. Holy shit, so, they have. They have two yeah. wins. They have two, two that they only have two losses in their last five in uh yeah. club in, in league competition, but still they've been terrible. Yeah, they're not winning, right? They're not winning games. And like at the end of the day, if they get a tie here, that that's detrimental to them because Juventus can get three points and just get ahead. So Roma um have not been world beaters at all. Atalanta, they have an easier matchup, so I'm less scared for them. They're playing Monza at home. And Atalanta yeah. at home are pretty good. That being said, in the past 10 games for them, they've been letting up a lot of goals against them. They lost to Bologna at home. Bologna. Uh, they lost. <laughs> Bologna. <laughs> they, <laughs> bro, they definitely don't call it Bologna I know, in I know. Italy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just had to say it. Uh, they lost to Juventus uh, 2 nothing at home. Um, they let up goals to, to Verona. They just lost 3-2 to Inter. Like, they're prone to get letting up goals. Maybe they're kind of putting their foot off the gas a bit. But I'm less concerned about them than I am about Roma keeping the spot. Okay. Well, here's my here's the way it's going to go down. In my opinion, we're going to – and then we'll move on to the last couple things before we hop off here. Uh, I think that Verona lose to AC Milan – Inter are going to lose their game. AC Milan's going to finish third. I think Juventus finishes sixth, and that's where we end up. Okay. How, how, so Roma's how, a conference Roma, league team again. League, yeah. <laughs> that's where I think that's what I think is going to go. Mourinho, who's like, it should be in so much trouble right now. Did you see yeah, what he did? Like, fucking basic confronting Anthony Taylor in the parking lot. Like it's some sort of mafia movie. Like buddy, what are you doing? And then Roma fans were attacking his family at the airport. Yeah, that like, was so oh sad. my God, dude, it's so bad. That was the, so bad. The, Roma's a bad, Roma's bad, bad news bears. Bet against them. Fade, fade, fade. 
that's the, that's the way to deal with Roma right now. All right. So um, Spezia, draw no bet. Or, no, double chance. Let's see if there's a double chance. Minus 130, Spezia and draw. Double chance that, guys. That, that is a pretty there you good go. odds right there. That's good odds. That's good odds. For a team that's uh, deflated. and That's the way it's going to go. For a team that was also getting drunk all week, but not celebrating. <laughs> yes, that's true. You know, forget drowning their sorrows. Uh, okay, so, uh, Mergy, very quickly, uh, I want your take on, I just want your play for game one of the Stanley Cup finals, which are Saturday night, and then your play for, just like your which side you're leaning, for game two of the NBA finals. Uh, Panthers money line plus one fifteen, Vegas Golden Knights minus one thirty five. Where do you lean? I lean Officer Bob over twenty nine and a half saves at minus one hundred four. I think Vegas okay. are going to pepper the net. I don't. I want Florida to win the game. I feel like Flo- I want Florida to win the Stanley Cup. I think they're going to win the Stanley Cup. But game one in Vegas is always a daunting task. I think um, maybe I maybe I'm afraid of Florida winning the game one. But I know one thing for a fact is. If Robrovsky plays up to par, he's hitting this this saves prop because Vegas is going to pepper the net at home. Okay. I'm into that. I'm also into Aiden Hill's prop as well. Okay. Uh, same number. I think it's just going to be a high scoring, high shooting series. This is going to be a closer series, closer looking series to the Edmonton series than I think uh, previous series we've seen. I like that. The last I couple like series we've seen Vegas play in. Although these two teams both do know how to like, shut it down i i feel like the offense is gonna flow here uh i'm leaning panthers plus 115 that i i i do think they'll take oh sorry i'm leaving panthers one plus one it was plus 115 on the series i'm actually leaning vegas in game one i think game one oh, in okay, vegas okay. is going to be a daunting task i think you're right on that yeah. that's a tough game tough game i'm yeah. just hoping Bobrovsky shows up incredibly tough he, i i assume he will like we can we can we shouldn't have there's no reason for us to assume he wouldn't yeah that's true uh okay uh and the last thing before we roll off this uh quick picks episode of the betting edge podcast miami heat denver nuggets game two it was a blowout in game one same again or anything different Everything that Miami showed me makes me like think that they they're gonna have a bounce back um, performance. Like everything they show me makes me think that. That being said, uh, I do think the better, smarter play is Nuggets minus eight and a half. They were so dominant at stretches of the game, um, and I don't know if you saw the the after the game, the little locker room talk that they were having, and the coach was like, "Listen, guys, you guys dropped the ball." Like. We didn't get, we didn't come here to give up leads like that. We didn't come here to just win one game. We came here to win four. And everyone was like the looks on their faces. Everyone was locked in. We were we were talking about that pregame. And I think yeah. post game um that was clear as well. They realized they gave up the lead in the fourth quarter. The starters came in and, and handled business. Made it a double digit lead once again. Um, I think Denver minus eight and a half. I also think Nikola Jokic is literally unstoppable right now in the fourth quarter he did whatever he wanted so give me over 27 and a half points for Jokic as well okay I'm definitely into I'm definitely into that uh Jokic triple double minus 130 yes okay uh that my bet is Jokic triple double minus 130 parlayed with Denver money line that's how I would uh, that's how I'm gonna roll it that's a good one that's plus money 
yeah, it's plus money. I think it's I I can't remember exactly what it was here. I'll just uh no, I can't on this book that I'm using right now. Evil bookies. <laughs> Evil bookies. Uh make sure you shop around your lines. Uh some of them have better lines than others. Make sure you catch the good ones. Uh that's plus it for me, Mergy. Plus 108. Okay, there you go. That's my that's my play. Game two. Uh we will be on stream on Sunday at some point uh during the yeah. day. Uh peep at Mayday Sports, at Mergy Moneyline on Twitter, at Sports Grid, at Sports Grid TV for information on when that's going to be. I have nothing left, Mergy. I am out of plays. I'm juiced. We got uh, we got some good ones on the board here. We you know did. what? Uh, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with how this went. Me too, man. Uh, it was a good stream. Thank you guys for listening. It was just a short one today. We'll be back at you guys next week earlier on with another episode of the Betting Edge podcast. And make sure to tune in later next week to our podcast because we will be talking UFC. And I know tons of people want to learn how to bet on UFC. Heck, I want to learn how to bet on UFC properly. So we're going to have an expert on Owen Hall to discuss the best ways and best angles to look at uh, when, look at UFC when betting on the sport um, and how to look on it differently than just as a fan. Because I feel like you need to take yourself out of it as a fan when betting on a sport, on an individual sport when it's 1v1s because there's so many different factors that go into that that are different than team sports. So make sure you guys tune into Everything Sports Grid over the next week. Make sure you guys tune into our streams. Make sure you guys enjoy your weekend. And most importantly, Let's cash, baby.